Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. Hey, Unwritten Rule fans, you can catch us every Monday and Friday on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and YouTube. Follow us on Twitter at Believe Unwritten and enjoy the show. On today's episode of The Unwritten Rule, we've got some more Mizzou football housekeeping uh, to talk about. A bunch more awards. We got finalists. We got some um, SEC, all SEC teams coming out. Then we're going to preview the Kansas game for men's basketball coming up on Saturday, 415 tip ESPN and Lawrence. Uh, for that game so we'll we'll preview and see what chances we think the tigers have uh then we'll do quick hits we got jerseys fantastic four nfl picks some hard games this week uh in the nfl shawnee's main birds and then end with the best thing we learned so great show for you guys today and it's all presented by bet online the holiday season is off and rolling with nfl in full stride and the nba and nhl hitting mid-season form and bet online remains your number one destination for all your sports wagering info with all the up-to-minute sports wagering news, odds, trends, and predictions, BetOnline is the top spot for everything, both pro and amateur sports. It's not just the big four. BetOnline has info available right at your fingertips with both desktop and mobile access anytime for almost any sport that's played, from MMA to international soccer. So head to BetOnline today, and remember to use our promo code BELIEVE, B-L-E-A-V, BELIEVE, for your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. We used all the BetOnline lines for fantastic four picks, as per usual, so we'll get to that. So thank you to Bet Online. It's where the game starts, and the unwritten rule starts right now. Attention. Everybody stop what you're doing. It's time for The Unwritten Rule, a Mizzou sports podcast brought to you by the Believe Network, alongside Peyton Haverman and Kenny Van Doren. Here is your host, Jack Knowlton. Welcome back to the Unwritten Rule. Today is Friday, December 8th. And Mizzou football made a big splash in the transfer portal recently. Toriano Pride, the cornerback from Tri- uh, Clemson. I almost said, I blurred my words there. Clemson, uh, the number 19 player in the transfer portal rankings for rivals, is evaluated as a four-star transfer, um, is coming back home. Of course, the East St. Louis product. Um, going back to Mizzou, he's transferred from Clemson, had a good year his freshman year, um, 22 tackles, uh, four pass deflections and a pick. Not so good uh, his sophomore year, only 14. I know Clemson had a down year in general. You boys can get into why. But this is a pretty hype transfer for Mizzou football, getting their portal kind of moves started. I know we still have the bowl game upcoming, so it's kind of a weird, you know, how much do you focus on prep for that? How much do you focus on the transfer portal? But we know Eli Drinkwitz is going to be locked in on I'm getting some of these guys. There's like 3,000 players in the transfer portal or something. So, you know, Mizzou's going to have their eyes on on a number of them. And to get a hometown kid like this, pretty exciting stuff. And some cornerback depth as well. What do you guys think of this uh, this addition? Toriano Pride, a Tiger. Yeah, not cornerback depth. This guy's going to be your probably top corner next year. Um, Toriano Pride, I mean, obviously Mizzou pursued him pretty heavily uh, when he first uh, – committed to Clemson. I believe they were in his top three. Um, he was teammates with Luther Burden in East St. Louis. Um, he is only a sophomore. From what I gather from like Clemson fans, and by that I mean I looked up Toriano Pride on Twitter and just saw what Clemson fans had to say about him. He Nobody seemed to dislike him. Everyone seemed to say he was pretty good. He just got passed up on the depth chart by two really talented freshmen at Clemson in uh, Avion Terrell and uh, Shelton Lewis. So just kind of a case of where the numbers game caught up to him and he found a new home very, very quickly. Uh, This is a very good get for Mizzou. I I, honestly, outside of running back, you could argue corner is the biggest concern uh, was going to be the biggest concern for Mizzou. They're probably losing both or they are losing because they've both accepted senior bowl invites, um, Ennis Rakestraw and KAD to the league. Um, so getting the, he was obviously not everyone's in the portal yet, but he was at the time, the number one cornerback, 
um, on in the transfer portal, according to 247. So really good get for uh, Drinkwitz. A good feeling too when you see that when he's in the when he officially enters the portal, he says, "I have no more coach contact." You know, I I'm, I got my decision made. I know where I'm going. I'm going home. Another thing that really just stood out to me, looking more at, at the current roster for the Tigers, guys that you know some of these guys are leaving, but there's only one East St. Louis guy, and it's Luther Burden right now. And you think about the history that East St. Louis has had recently, the Tigers trying to get guys from there, Tyler Macon, Dominic Lovett, um, two guys who have taken their careers elsewhere, but. Right now, it's, it would just be those two from East St. Louis um, going forward. Uh, I want to point out one last thing for the Clemson to Missouri pipeline. It went from Kelly Bryant to Joseph Charleston to Nick Honor to now Toriano Pride. Um, this farm team out there in South Carolina is doing um, some good work for the Tigers <laughs> recently, for the Missouri Tigers, that is. Um, that was a, a real fun thing to see. I hope there's another one on the way soon so I can add it to my list. Oh, yeah. The Clemson to Mizzou pipeline. Very real. That's a... Uh... Yeah, I like that you pointed that out, Kenny, too, with the closing. He closed off his recruitment, so to speak, from contact with other coaches. I thought that was a really encouraging sign. You know, I mean, Drinks talked all about locking down these borders, and that includes, you know, we, we've talked about it enough. Like, we're beating a dead horse at this point of bringing some of these St. Louis kids back. Um, I know we turned to Mookie Cooper often, and so this is just another example of that. My only other note, um, he might have one of my favorite photos uh, on ESPN, his, like, little just profile. He's, he's got a, a bright purple bow tie on, but he's got like a very stone-faced expression. It's very hard to look serious when you have a bow tie on. Like, I think it's very hard to look intimidating when you got a, when you got a bright purple bow tie on. But he's rocking it. He, he, might, he might have the, the drip a little bit. Um, but nevertheless, he's got certainly a lot of prowess on the field. Pay, you said he, he got passed up by a couple players who are really good for Clemson, right? Which is why he didn't have as much statistically as he did his freshman year. Pretty much, yeah. I mean, he kind of just got passed on the depth chart by two very, very good freshmen. Um, it happens. I mean, most Clemson people did not, like, seem to dislike Toriano Pride at all. It just was one of those cases where the roster crunch kind of forced him out. Yeah. Yeah, natural. Um so again, Pride, number 19 player right now in the Rivals transfer portal rankings. He's the top guy. Uh, in terms of players who have already committed to other teams. I know it's obviously very early, but Mizzou taking care of business right away, um, I think is is definitely a, a encouraging sign. Um, onward, housekeeping stuff. Um, the coach that obviously did a lot of this work to bring pride in and uh, to do did a lot of this work to get Mizzou where they were this year. Eli Drinkwitz is getting his flowers, gentlemen, uh, from the, I guess, wide world of the SEC, um, media outlets, all that stuff. Um, he was named the AP's SEC Coach of the Year, the SEC Coach of the Year, as voted on by the league's coaches. I don't know if he's allowed. You think he's allowed to vote for himself? I don't know. Zicky asked for somebody else. <laughs> Peyton and I had this conversation. We thought it'd be funny if he like didn't vote for himself. It'd be like a drink with thing to vote for someone actually on his staff when it's like a head coaching thing. Like Eric Link is yeah. a great DJ Smith, unsung hero, <laughs> co-defensive coordinator, and linebackers coach. Look at that play from those guys. Uh, the coaching that they, they brought to this team. That's what we thought would be pretty funny if he just put in an assistant instead. I think it would have been funny if he, like, we're going to see the voting come out and he just voted for someone who had, like, no chance to, like, skew it in his favor. So it's like we got, like, Mark one Lee. Pittman vote in there or one, like, Billy Napier vote. And it's, like, all the way down at the bottom. I want them to release the poll of who voted for whom. But anyway, one SC Coach of the Year. Um, he's a finalist for the Eddie Robinson Coach of the Year uh award as well as the afca fba national coach of the year award um so yeah we'll start with him then we'll get to the players but just you know again a thing we've come back to frequently on the show but what a remarkable job he's done don't think we're shocked at all about him winning these awards but it's good to see um you know all of these recognitions being given to the deserving sec coach of the year yeah, not surprised very much once they got to 10-2. and two, I figured it was kind of just a lock at that point. I mean, you could have argued Saban. I just don't really think that was in the cards, though. I mean, from going to a perennial 500 or one game worse than 500 team to 10-2, and two, you're probably not going to get overlooked. Uh, Drinkwitz, like, was very humble in his uh, acceptance tweet, I suppose you could say. Um he said, humbled to be recognized, but understand that it's not really my award. It's our team, our staff, our university, and our state all coming together. 
believing in one another and pray, and playing for each other. Hashtag STP, hashtag MIC. We've seen it. Uh, Drinkwitz has some of that, you know, he likes to he likes to talk uh, a lot of times to the media, but he, we have seen a more reserved and humble side of him this year. And uh, yeah, I mean, very well deserved, I'd say. I don't think there was much debate. It was going to go to him, though. Glad you touched on that, the humbleness that he's really come with. He'll, he'll still show that flair, the troll, that, trollness that he likes to bring out there. The Connor um, Stallions the game. The Connor Stallions yeah, that bit, great. that was pretty fun. Um, but at the same time, you know, when you're looking at some of these awards and the videos, it's it's still, like, really cool to look back at what Drinkwitz has accomplished. Um, just from where, you know, he was 10 years ago at Arkansas State, stepping into an interim position with a couple of other guys that were on, on Mizzou staff and are still on Mizzou staff. Um, in, in Blake Taylor or in Blake Baker, Blake Taylor was an Astros pitcher. I apologize for that. <laughs> and then, uh, you look at, uh, Bush Hamden as well. And they, they, these guys were at Arkansas state and moving up the ladder. And, um, it's, it's fun to see where these coaches just jumped on and where Drinkwitz found them at app state as well with Eric Link and DJ Smith. Uh, it's just, it's fun. I love coaching trees so much. It's one of my favorite things about the sport. And <laughs> you just see these guys stick with Drinkwitz for so long. And there was a lot of I mean, there was a lot of downs and he talked about it a lot, you know, using a quote from uh, the former Florida State coach about, you know, you win by you lose by a lot. You lose by a little. Um, you win by a little and you win by a lot. And the Tigers, you know, they've really turned it around and some close wins, some close losses this year. Uh, but you got to give it up for what they accomplished. Sure, they could have been a 12 and 0 team at the same time. You just have to feel good with what they accomplished. And especially just considering when you match them up against other teams to start the year, uh, this team accomplished everything it, it needed to. Definitely. Um, one more um, award nomination I'll actually throw out there. He's also a semifinalist for the George Munger College Coach of the Year. Um, so there's another there's another honor. There's 14. Not too many uh, awards. of those guys. Yeah, there's too many. There's a lot of housekeeping. Um, you know, they, they come out when they come out. We 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 try and stay on top of them. Um, players now too getting a bunch of uh, getting a bunch of recognition as well. Um, AP All SEC team. Mizzou had a bunch of guys. First team: Darius Robinson, Luther Burden, Javon Foster, Cody Schrader, and Chris Abrams. Drain. Second team: uh, Harrison Everson, Cameron Johnson. I know Kenny. I think you, but yeah, Kenny, you were happy about that. Um, yep, Cameron me. Johnson guy. I'm the Cameron. Or was it you, Peyton? Johnson. You're the Cameron yeah. Johnson guy. Sorry, Kenny. Yeah. Um, we had uh, SEC coaches, all SEC first and second teams. Uh, first team, D-Rob, Luther Burden, Javon Foster, Cody Schrader, and Chris Abrams Jr. again. Second team was Tyron Hopper. Good to see him getting recognized, even though he's, he's been through some injury stuff at the end of the year. Uh, and then Harrison Mevis. And then CBS Sports had their um, All-American teams. Chris Abrams, Drain, Luther Burden III, Cody Schrader, and Javon Foster made it to those. So um, pretty awesome to see. Um, there's some other player recognition awards and stuff, too. They gave uh, Brady Cook the Scholar Athlete of the Year um in the sec and then we'll get to schrader last because that you know award's already done and dusted with the burl's work but cool to see all these guys recognized um and another coaches kind of sweep i think missouri uh had the second most if i'm remembering correctly for um all sec as voted on by the coaches i think it was alabama and then mizzou so that was pretty cool i think to see. i think they might have actually been first i i i'd have to go back and count it but there were i mean it was pretty much unanimous like the players that were getting picked i mean javon foster had an outstanding year he's gonna go be a good pro uh luther burden i'm glad uh teams kind of just zeroing in and going okay we are not letting luther burden beat us except for like florida on one play um i'm glad that the coaches recognize that and still made him a first teamer because i mean he was just all world good um cody schrader that was a layup uh CAD layup. I mean, there were so many guys that just absolutely were not going to be denied out of this. Darius Robinson had just an outstanding year. Uh, I was glad to see Cameron Johnson get a little bit of a, of love in one of these because he really has been, uh, after the first few games of the year, as consistent a guard as you could ever ask for, especially in the run game. He just bowls people over. Uh, I honestly think he is someone a little bit under the radar that I would keep an eye out that maybe goes pro a little early. I'm not saying he will, not saying I'm well plugged in or anything and know that's a possibility. I'm just saying it wouldn't shock me. I believe he was on the senior bowl uh, watch list going into the year. So he's been on some guys' radars. 
Um, and he had a great end of the year. Yeah, he was on that watch list. And going back to the other All-SEC honors, Georgia had 11, Alabama had 10, and Missouri had 7 between the two teams. Maybe it was first teamer I saw or something. Yeah, it could have been been that. But still great. I mean, to be behind those two programs, that's nothing to to shake your head at. Um, So, yeah, impressive stuff. Kenny, you got anything on these – these honors maybe brady cook smart guy brady cook on and off the I'm field. doing a, a couple more of the number crunching um, oh it still looks like alabama was in first they had a lot on defense um three defensive backs from alabama mm-hmm. made it on there so um alabama was definitely first for the first team and it looks like missouri was second okay yeah, uh, that's yeah they were I ahead of georgia the tigers were ahead of the bulldogs so missouri was second there you go more first teamers than georgia should have won that game um, I feel like it's good that your quarterback wins scholar athlete of the year. I feel like you want your quarterback to be a, a smart guy generally. Although CJ Stroud, I don't take tests. I play football. A little bit of a little off game to play football, not school. Yeah. That's how not it school. works. Not playing school. Um, but yeah, good for them. And then going back to Schrader, uh, he won the Pearlsworth trophy. Everyone, at least a lot of our friends, including you two, Kenny and Peyton, absolutely, um, slogged through the, the, snooze fest apparently that was the awards show um you know how they like to yeah you know how like they like to drag those things out but he was given the honor had a great first remark about being allowed back in the state of arkansas um to open the the statement but just cool to see him recognized i don't know if you had any takeaways from i wasn't able to listen to all of his speech but other than that i heard saw that first comment but um good for him to get get recognized for that this was kind of the big one to me i mean uh Obviously, it was his award to lose, absolutely. Um, I don't think there was any doubt who was going to win that. Um, but I think it's important to note the Burlesworth uh, Trophy, the whole presentation, that whole stream, it's a metaphor for all of what a walk-on has to go through. It's a metaphor. <laughs> you have to sit and wait forever until you get that one opportunity, and then maybe you uh, get – I'm making this up. It was just a terrible presentation. I was so ready. I was like, please get to the name. Uh, but no, good for Cody Schrader. He absolutely deserved it. Um, and yeah, Missouri has is no stranger to racking up trophies down in Arkansas. So it's just what it is. I wouldn't say it was a terrible presentation. You got to look at it. Like so they're try- boring. They're trying to give these kids like an opportunity to tell their stories to everyone and um, I mean, we didn't, I don't know the guy from JMU. I don't know his story. I don't know the guy. I don't know Stoops' full story. I know his dad is a big deal, but at the same time, it's just fun. Like it's, it's fun for them. It's not for us at the end of the day. Um, very good for him. And if you want to go back and listen to what Barrett Bannister said as well, he talked a little bit about how that award kind of meant a little bit to him being an Arkansas kid and just being nominated for it was a big thing. But seeing Cody, he was like, this is his award. You know, he, he respected the other two candidates but or finalists, but he definitely thought that, that Cody was going to win it. My issue was not with them telling all of the candidate stories, but like that one part where they ha- did a recap of every single winner of the award. Can you imagine if the Heisman did that? We'd be sitting there for ages. So <laughs> that was my real issue with the Burl's work. I, I, from what I gathered, I was, I was glad I just got to see the highlights on Twitter. Yeah. But. Congrats to Cody. I mean, like Peyton said, I think that was kind of the big one to see him deservedly recognized. Um, And he's also up for the Carlo Bauer Award uh, for the top amateur sports figure in the St. Louis area. So, again, kind of that hometown pride factor um, in with him. So that'll be cool to see him. I don't know who's up for that against him, but um, I'm sure that'll probably be a – Did he win it? it. Oh, I read that wrong. My bad. Um, So it doesn't matter who he was up against because he won it. But Take that. Yeah, <laughs> take that St. other St. Louis, Louis amateur athletes, all the yeah. Lindenwood wrestlers. Isn't Lindenwood really good at wrestling? Um, I don't know. I don't go there. I, I don't remember. But, yeah, good for him to get that hometown factor. Good for him to get the Burlesworth Trophy. Um, some Mizzou sweeping sweeping all those awards up. Uh, last thing on football, we had two more portal um, entries for the Tigers. Uh, we had quarterback Brett Brown. Uh, who did not play at all. He's three years eligibility. He's in the portal. Um, and then maybe the more the more known name for sure to Mizzou fans, uh, Demarion Peanut Houston is in the portal as well. If you guys have any thoughts on uh, Houston, especially um, entering two more guys looking for 
and you start elsewhere. Um, yeah, Brett Brown, I completely forgot he was on the team, but he's been the big scout team guy for a while, if I'm not mistaken. Kenny can definitely speak more on that. Peanut Houston, he got hurt this year, just kind of got lost in the shuffle. I mean, guys like Daniel Blood, Josh Manning, a lot of the depth was able to see the field. That just, it was, I, I wasn't very surprised to see Peanut Houston uh, transfer out. He's a, when he's been able to play, I mean, he's made plays. I remember the Gasparilla Bowl. He caught a touchdown from uh, Brady Cook on a broken play. Uh, so I'm sure he'll find a place where he can uh, see the field a lot more. He's worked with the Turners too. Um, wherever he lands, that's another opportunity he could show to someone. Um, one of those Hutchinson guys that uh, started off in Nebraska was one of the more of the top recruits for his class at the time. Um, now it's just looking for that next opportunity. Sometimes the grass isn't always greener, though. Uh, for someone like Brett Brown, yeah, he has the scout team stuff behind him. I just don't necessarily know what schools are going to throw him some offers where he can actually play. Um, at the end of the day, it might be just you know the degree at that point. But uh, I did like I saw a, a quote or tweet from an LSU staff member that said, "I wonder how many p- uh, players' careers ended um, this past week because they put their name in the portal." And that's where you just have to think about it. You know, maybe Brett Brown lands somewhere. You know, sometimes long snappers move, but for a walk-on quarterback, can be very tough. Uh, we wish him the best. You know, I'm not going to knock on him, but it's a very hard journey. You know, even like with an opportunity, the portal opening, it doesn't mean you're going to get another spot. Yeah, that's a good point. It's the dark side of the portal, kind of as if as if no one offers you, then it's like, well, yeah, now where do you go? You're just a student at that point. Um, you know, if no one if no one makes you an offer. Um and yeah, that's the other thing. I know Gabe had a good tweet. You know, I said the whole like, you know, you can you love the headline grab of, oh, there's three thousand kids in the portal. Most of them are in situations like Brett Brown is in. It's like mostly walk ons, kids looking for a new start. It's not 3,000 former four-star recruits that are just switching teams. So, you know, the fluidity of the portal is a is a more complex thing than I think some people make it out to be. But anyway, those two guys in the portal. Um, we'll see what else uh, Mizzou or who else Mizzou goes after. Um, I know Trevor Etienne entered. Get Trevor Etienne maybe from Florida, the running back. There are some Mizzou accounts tweeting about it. That's all I. Uh, that's all I'm gonna say. Um, I think he entered on Thursday, but. You know, they're in search for a running back. Tiger. Uh, well, yeah, and they have a different Tiger. They have a yeah. the Georgia State running back coming in this weekend. Uh or December eighth through tenth, I believe it was. Marcus Carroll. It is this weekend. Yeah, Marcus Carroll. He's he's uh he was one of the leading rushers in FBS football, uh, racked up over thirteen hundred yards, uh, thirteen touchdowns. Believe he was all Sunbelt first team. Uh, so that he's coming into town this weekend. Uh, that could be a, that could be someone you look at maybe to be in competition for starting next year. Make the jump him versus Ollie Gordon versus rocket Sanders versus Trevor Etienne. They're going to get them all. No, I'm just kidding. Um, but yeah, names to keep an eye on. Uh, obviously, you know, with the transporter being so busy, we'll see who Mizzou targets, how much that ramps up maybe after the bowl game. Uh, until then. Um, okay, segueing. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile, and the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time, there's Granger, offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. basketball it's the big one this saturday 4 15 p.m same time as it was last year saturday december 9th espn it's mizzou in kansas um how are we feeling uh we got fooled earlier this week by uh, a fake john rothstein account john rothstein uh who said that hunter dickinson kansas is a transfer center who's been great this year wasn't gonna play uh that was a fake tweet so that got uh, I know some people <clears throat> very excited. I'm pointing at Peyton. Kenny, that finger, that point went through you. Um, was before good. It was that, that point went that point went off screen. So it had to have gone around the world. Yeah, it went Yeah, it did. It went screen. around the world and it went around the world yeah. and pointed back at Peyton. Um yeah, no. I'm, I'm feeling playing. 
I'm feeling like a win is unlikely. That's just the best way to put it. Uh, Mizzou, you know, in the future, I think this game, this series will be a lot more competitive, especially just two years even uh, with the recruiting class Mizzou is starting to bring in. Um, but right now, I don't think there's much of a recipe for Mizzou here. I mean, Hunter Dickinson is putting up 20 and 12 a game. That is absurd numbers. Um, and I just, I know Mizzou's got a lot more of a presence down there now. Connor Vanover, obviously, 7-5. Jordan Butler. You could see some abhor my minutes to try and limit Hunter Dickinson in this one. Worked against Tennessee. Uh, the thing, but I mean, like, Vanover isn't really that, that prototypical like stand near the and just and just absolutely dominate near the near the hoop. Jordan Butler, I think, could be that guy down the line. He's still just a freshman, and I think he needs more time to get seasoned. Um, and before my honestly, he might be the most uh, intriguing option to guard Hunter Dickinson. But I mean, that's Hunter Dickinson is going to be the X factor. If Mizzou can limit Hunter Dickinson, that's going to be the key to trying to stay in this game. It's going to be weird. I mean, not weird, but it's going to be a good battle of like trying to um, create different ways of getting rebounds. We know this team has struggled a little bit um, on the boards, especially um, defense in the paint against these big men, as Peyton was talking about. Um, it'll be, uh, you know, a true, a true battle early on. And, um, you know, we talk about this team and we've seen a lot of lows at the beginning of the season, some highs, this goes on a good win over Pitt, but at the same time, it's, it's where they're going to, you know, how are they going to compete with Kansas? Uh, last year, we were a little bit blinded by the hype, uh, by the opportunity to see this game for the first time in person. And uh, we kept it a little bit close. I necessarily don't believe it's going to be like that this year. We don't have Ben Sternberg on this week to talk with us. He'll be on next week, maybe recap a little bit of what, what he saw and what he liked from the team. But right now, it's just um, I necessarily don't think that this game will be necessarily close for the Tigers. I want to read one one tweet real quick from Aaron Ladd, a Mizzou grad who works in Kansas City. Mizzou fans, would you rather beat Ohio oh, yeah. State in Dallas or Kansas and Lawrence? Oh, such – this is a really hard That's question. That's a very good question. I honestly always, almost always will side with the basketball question because I like Mizzou basketball more than I like Mizzou football. I love both, but Mizzou basketball is really my more – the program I care more about. But that said, I, I it's in Lawrence. Like, I care less about a win in Lawrence. Like, in Columbia – I think I would probably take the win over Kansas over the win over Ohio state. But since it's in Lawrence, God, this is really tough because a win over Kansas, it would be so huge for the basketball Mm -hmm. program. It really would. But a win over Ohio state is in a new year six, no less. Like this is a real game. I have to go with the new year six win. Like ordinarily I'm going to take the basketball win. Like if I had to pick between, an SEC title in basketball or football. I'm taking the one in basketball, but I, for for this game specifically, I have to take the New Year Six over Ohio State. Um, it's that the I'm kind of on the same wavelength with Peyton. I think it doesn't help that we'll be at the New Year Six game, and so to see that win in person, you know, we're not going to be in Lawrence in that building. But I mean, my God, if they can pull off a win there. I mean, they like, I was just listening to the, um, it was, I think it was UConn, North Carolina. And so they did a promo of course for this game and they were just talking for like an extra minute about the environment that Kansas has. Um, I don't want to talk it up too much because it's Kansas. They're the enemies, but it's loud in that building. Uh, so it would be, it would be crazy, but I think I also got to go with the bowl game one just cause we're going to be there. And it, it's a, you know, I think this like, you know, I don't want to take a damper on the football team. I think it's also heading in a good direction, but I think we're going to see, just like you said at the beginning of this, Kenny, the basketball team start to really have some success and narrow that gap between I Kansas. Said that. Oh, whatever. I, you I'm, need I'm to get your facts straight. Yeah, sorry. Yeah. Fake, fake, bad, bad journalism. Um, that you said, Peyton, um, that it's getting closer in basketball. So I think for now I'd take the football. What would you do, Kenny? I think I also think about – 
we didn't grow up Mizzou fans. We are younger. We're in that 22 to 23 year old range, just out of college. And I know we have an older audience that, you know, sometimes will reply to us, you know, Kansas is the number one rival. And to me, you know, I I definitely respect that. I respect the history. I respect the traditions of it. Just not being a part of it, only getting to see two of the games, one in person is pretty tough uh, when I'm trying to, you know, ignite that fandom and hatred towards Kansas. And you think about it, what do you sing during Mr. Brightside? And that's where it comes to you. It's like, this game means a lot. Um, I, I think it's, it's a good feeling though, to win on the road, especially against Kansas for how, for how the, the standards or standard is set so high for Kansas this year, as well as a top five team in the country. Um, at the same time, when's the next time the Tigers going to be in the year six? Uh, that's where I'm kind of thinking, you know, this Kansas rivalry got brought back. Uh, I think there's one more game uh, under contract. There were four games. I think and it's six, if I'm not mistaken. Six games. So there, there's, there's three more after this one. Um, you think about it, you know, Drinkwitz does have this program in the right direction. Some guys are leaving next year. You're thinking about it. Well, will they make it into your six next year? Do they have another chance? It's not like this is an Ohio State football program that goes to one every single year. It'd be a great feeling for the program and just for the university to win that one. It's a really tough question because um, it is. I think I think the football there. team has the better the better chance of winning it, and I think that's where I'm siding right now. But I totally respect and understand the Kansas side. Yeah, I don't want to downplay the border war at all. Like when we were there, like last year, like. Obviously, Knowlton was covering it. Kenny and I were fans. I was all in. Like, I was, like, totally, like, this is the worst school ever. Please beat this team. And they got 30-40 ball. Like, it was really disappointing. Um, uh, But, like, most of the time, like, if Mizzou was just in, let's say, the Citrus Bowl against Iowa or something, I'm taking the Kansas game. Like, every single day of the week, twice on Sundays, all that. I just, I think the New Year's Six game is way too big a deal, like, to to ignore. I think you have to go with that. Yeah, you guys both make some, that's why the question's posed. I mean, it's a, it's a interesting, it's an interesting one, but you know, this is an interesting, an interesting game too. I've said the word interesting 50,000 times, Jesus. Uh, couple things I want to point out this is a a relatively familiar Kansas team from last year you know to the one that Missouri saw obviously um, you know Hunter Dickinson is new Um, a lot of people are probably familiar with Hunter Dickinson just if you're a college basketball fan he was good at Michigan um, and went in the portal and went to Kansas but you still have Kevin McCullough Jr. there you still have KJ Adams there you still have Dwan Harris there of course the Columbia native that was a big storyline last year and then of course you have the revenge game for Mr. Parker oh, Brown, Jesus. the brother of Christian Brown, which I think, yeah, I thought you boys might have forgot at the top of the show. Um, obviously, no Grady Dick. You know, I don't know who on this team, and I won't dive into all that. Um, you know, I don't know who on this team is an NBA lottery pick. I don't think anyone is. McCuller might be a first-round guy, um, but it's still a very familiar team, is my point, with with a lot of these guys. So um, that's interesting to watch. And then two quotes uh, from Callum McAndrew. Um, shout out to him for doing any work today. I know he's very sad about the John Rom live tour news, um, which we don't have to get into, but, uh, <laughs> Gates, uh, one was on Connor Vanover. I like the direction of where Connor Vanover is going. I love what Tamar Bates has given us. I love what aunt Robinson has given us. Uh, and then the other one, I know this has been some topic of conversation. He talked about Tanjay. His availability is quote, same as it's always been, uh, Callum clarifying. I think that means available, but the CSU transfer hasn't appeared in a couple of games. So, if you boys have any thoughts on that, you know, in terms of the the kind of familiar faces from KU, anything else about, um, you know, Mizzou and what those quotes mean? Uh, the the Tanjay thing isn't really even a mystery anymore. I just don't think he's really up to speed or really earned a lot of playing time right now. I mean, even when he was playing, it was kind of invisible, uh, other than like the one mid range shift he'd take, uh. So I'm not overly concerned about that. Um, if he can get fully healthy, fully into the system, I think that would be helpful, but it's not a necessity. Uh, I agree with what he said about Bates, Vanover, and Ants. Uh, to me, Bates and Ant especially have been the two I've been mo- most impressed with this season. Uh, I Obviously outside of Shawnee's, that is. Vanover is going to really be tested on on Saturday. I really am not even expecting him to do overly well against Hunter Dickinson. Just don't be like 
you just have to limit him somewhat. Like that's just all you have to do. Block a couple shots down there. And that's all you can really ask for. I got nothing to add there, but I want to ask you guys if you think there's going to be any memes of, you know, where's Isaiah Mosley at this game? (laughs) Because Parker is now a part of this rivalry, but on the other side, I'm thinking that that photo of Lisa Brown Mm -hmm. and Isaiah Mosley might get thrown around a couple times during this game or before the game. Because, I mean, the big question (laughs) last year was when Isaiah Mosley was away for some personal matters, where is he? I think this would have been, like, the perfect time to do it. Oh, he's with Parker's mom. Yeah. That, the Missouri fan, the traveling Missouri fan should uh should do that. Can you know Kansas will have some some probably ridiculousness. Um the last thing I'll point out is, you know, we keep talking about Hunter Dickinson. The guy I'm watching in terms of of how he'll make an impact for me is KJ Adams, their six seven forward. Um this guy was really good against Mizzou last year. Um and without you know, so the starting lineup against Mizzou last year, three guys are back. It's Harris McCullough and him. And he had 19 points, uh, six rebounds, and I thought he was just very – I remember him being very effective in that game. You know, if you can if you can kind of isolate, uh, you know, Hunter Dickinson, maybe you let him do his thing and focus on everybody else, stopping Adams could ultimately for me be, you know, what could help Mizzou maybe even not win but at least keep this game close where, you know, if you make, if you make life for him and for their guards and for McCuller difficult, you know, you can let Hunter Dickinson get his if everyone else struggles <laughs> – you know, you can maybe stay in this game. I think that that could be what they do. I don't know um, how you approach it. It's just a really good Kansas team. It's not taking anything away from Mizzou. Um, you know, this is a team with that can win the national championship definitely again, which sucks. I don't want that to happen. Um, I definitely don't want Hunter Dickinson to win the national championship. I hate Hunter Dickinson. Um, but we'll see. We'll see. So, again, 415 tip. Uh, everyone watch it if you're traveling to Lawrence. Be safe out there. We know those Kansas fans are are crazy. So, you know, try to try to be the be the bigger person. Don't get any fights or whatever. Um, heckle when needed. Maybe make that sign that Kenny suggested. Uh, but we'll see what happens uh, with Kansas Mizzou Border War Saturday, 415 ESPN. Be nice to watch them on ESPN too. I love just Mizzou national TV games are 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 the best. I'm tired of these SEC. I don't Network know about Plus this instance. That's fair. That's fair. That's fair. You'll at least have some good nuggets. Like, you know, the ESPN crews, they do a good job of like, they'll tell Shawnee's story. You know, they'll do some stuff about Vanover, stuff like that. Maybe about Dennis, some like, uh, Cody Schrader news as well. And yeah, they'll probably, they'll probably be like, or Mizzou. yeah, they'll probably be like, it's, it's a hype. Uh, it's a hype season for the football team, but we'll see. 415 Lawrence, Kansas, Mizzou. We'll see what comes up. And with that, uh, we'll segue. We'll keep the show rolling with quick hits. All right. Without the ones like you who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Quick hits time. We'll get started with jerseys of the week. Jersey of the week, Kenny. Uh, my jersey of the week goes to my former classmate, Axel Congo, <laughs> who signed <laughs> with uh, the KW Titans in the CEBL, playing overseas now. Uh, big opportunity for him. We know he went, went to Eastern Michigan after his Mizzou tenure was over. Uh, the class that we took together um, was a jazz pop and rock. Uh, very tough class, I will say that. It was the history of a lot of jazz music um, from the turn of the century, and it, it was pretty tough. I'll admit that. I, I hope he did well. He seemed like a smart guy. Um, he's bilingual. We know that. He speaks some French. He's from France. Uh, so I bet Axel's going to have fun going back overseas and trying to continue his uh, playing career. Dude, those music classes are tough. Like they're they're, they're always the ones you take because you're like, those will be really easy. I just need a filler class. And then you're like, your tests are like, listen to this composition and tell me who wrote it. It's like, what? I, I want to say one thing real quick. The KW Titans, I thought this was a team um, in like uh, Britain I was say, or this London. Overseas, it's, in, is it? it's in Ontario. It's not even overseas. <laughs> uh, so it might be over the seas of the uh, Great Lakes. Uh, we know he was in Michigan. The so Great Seas. It's, it's far enough. 
if it's far enough north, you can go across the Hudson Bay. Um, we're going to keep it in former Missouri Tigers that we'd like to forget. Um, my, my jersey of the week is Dejuan Gordon. Uh, he now, as I learned last night, plays for uh, UT Arlington, Utah. Uh, he has a 1,000 points for his career now, so good for him. I ha- Eligibility is so screwed up. I could have swore this guy was working a 9-to-5 now. I don't know how he still has – I don't know how he still has eligibility, but good for him. One of my favorite memories from the really bad 2021-22 team is when he <laughs> – yeah, Kenny's doing it – was when Mizzou was playing Arkansas in front of a three-quarters empty Mizzou arena. He, Mizzou is down 20. Dejuan hits a couple threes and taunts the Arkansas bench with like that gesture, the three point, like right at the bench. I, that's when I really realized, wow, this program really is in the dumps, isn't it? So congrats, Dejuan Gordon. He's in his fifth year of eligibility. Of course, two years at Kansas State, his one year at Mizzou, spent last season at New Mexico State and is now with UT Arlington. So that went well at New Mexico State. He might still he might still get a sixth year. Um, my jerseys of the week sticking in basketball, but we're gonna go to the NBA. I'm giving out two technically um, because we had the Kobe Brown versus Michael Porter Jr. Bowl uh, between the Denver Nuggets and the Los Angeles Clippers. Those two teams uh, were in action last night, Monday night. The Clippers defeated the Nuggets 111 to 102. Michael Porter Jr. 18 points, nine assists, and a block. Uh, Kobe Brown off the bench played 17 minutes, had three points, four rebounds, and assist. Also finished uh, with a plus 17 box plus minus. So not bringing the team down uh, was Mr. Kobe Brown. So we had Kobe versus Michael Porter Jr. Kind of fun to see. Um, I saw another – I saw a different stat too. I think I sent it to you guys that Mizzou uh, is like one of the only teams that has like four – like players currently like playing in the NBA or something. It's like not that many and it's a bunch of blue bloods and then Mizzou. So NBA factory. I think you mean it's just a bunch of blue bloods then. Sorry, you're right. Sorry. It's just a bunch of blue bloods. A bunch of blue bloods. Excuse me. No, is Kobe in the rotation now? I mean, 17 Um, minutes is nothing to sneeze at. Yeah, it's not. I don't know because so – Tucker, Bones Highland, and Amir Coffey, who are also on the Clippers bench, all oh, didn't yeah. play, but it was it was coach's decision. So I don't know why they didn't play. They didn't have injuries. But, hey, I mean, he's been doing well in the G League. Um, so is Des Moines. So something to something to keep an eye on. Uh, we'll shift. Unwritten's fantastic four picks. Mr. Van Doren, where does everyone stand? Uh, these are the records now for the Unwritten's fantastic four picks. Peyton, you are in first place, as always, at 29, 20, and 3. I'm three games behind you at 26, gotcha. 23, and three. And Jack, you are one game behind me at 25, 24, and three. This week, we're going to start with the Colts uh, going to Cincinnati to face the Bengals, uh, both the backup quarterbacks in this one. Uh, Colts coming off a good win um, against Jacksonville. Uh, this game was at Colts minus one, got that down to a pick em. Jack and Peyton, you're taking the Colts. I'm taking the Bengals, and I want to tell you why real quick. I'm I'm making this just based off, you know, watching Jake Browning recently. He's playing a lot better football. He's he's earned himself, you know, an opportunity to be a backup down the line as well, wherever he ends up next. Um, I found this out through a TikTok I watched the other day. Jake, among among all active starting NFL quarterbacks as of last week, Jake Browning has the most touchdowns in his senior season of high school. And Jake Browning in his senior season of high school had 91 touchdowns in his total what? career in high school. He had 229, oh 91. I was watching this video. How and I'm do like, you do like, that? Yeah, it was That's the top possible. six, and Kyler was second. And I'm like, who the hell would be first? Kyler, everyone knows Kyler Murray was a dog. Yeah, in high it was school. great. Like, no one ever stopped him from anything. And then I, I look at it, and I was like, what? Like, I, now I understand why this is being made because Jake Browning just went off. 91 touchdowns in his wow. senior season of high school. Jesus. I mean, he was a That's baller ridiculous. at Washington. I did not he know was. that. He was. He took him to the playoff. He, he's, he was, before this year, the only quarterback to take him to the playoff. That's a crazy stat. Browning is, has been solid for them. Let, these are the hardest set of picks we've had to make uh, in this segment. I'm going with the Colts just because they've been a surprising team this year to me. 
They lost Anthony Robinson. Sorry, that is <laughs> – I got confused there. I just oh. said the first – yeah, my bad. Uh, Anthony Richardson, um, they lost him, like, immediately. But, I mean, they're in playoff position with uh, Gardner Minshew right now. So, Shane Steichen may be a sleeper for NFL Coach of the Year. Um, yeah, if you don't mind uh, not sneezing when I'm talking, Nolan sneezes during your own uh, – It was a thing. joke. I said it, it, Minshew – Goes one, two, three, not one, two, back to one. Uh, but anyways, I'm going to take the Colts just because they've been a better – they've been a very surprising team this year. Yeah, I honestly picked the Colts because I feel like every time we've had the Colts in this, I've bet against them, and they always seem to uh, win. So this time, I'm switching it up. I'm, I'm going for them. Was very happy to see Jake Browning succeed. Isn't there a stat like in the AFC – isn't it like seven of the eight – or, or like six of the seven current AFC playoff teams are on their like backup quarterback because Trevor Lawrence now is out for Jacksonville and they don't know. And it's like just Mahomes. I, I don't know. It's some wild stat that, I mean, there's been so many quarterback injuries. It's crazy. Next game. Next game. Uh, Broncos at Chargers. Broncos played some more inspiring football, but lost to the Texans last week. They ended up making the fraud rankings for Russell Wilson's play. Chargers are favored in this game by three points. Um, you guys are both taking the Chargers necessarily. That doesn't mean that we think the Chargers are going to, uh, or that the Broncos are going to lose this game. Or, sorry, I'm saying this for myself. I don't necessarily think the Broncos will win this game, but I think they'll keep it close. That's why I'm taking the Broncos plus three. Why are you guys taking the Chargers? I don't know. This is really Me neither. <laughs> I just, I don't know. Both either this one could go either way. I think, I genuinely think the final score will be a three-point victory for the Chargers. So it'll be a push anyways, but I'm going to – I think there's a better chance the Chargers win this weekend. I don't know why the Broncos have been good. The Chargers haven't, but I'm still going to stick with the, the Chargers. Yeah, I really don't know either. I mean, it, I know the whole minus three, it's like a toss-up thing. I guess the Chargers are at home. Not that that really means anything with the Chargers. Um I don't know. I put Gerald Everett in my starting lineup for one of my fantasy leagues. Maybe he'll score a touchdown and they'll win. They beat the Patriots six to nothing. They know how to win greedy games. Patriots suck. I don't know, Kenny. I'm trying to grasp it at straws. <laughs> You're being unlimited. Third game on the docket. The Bills going into Arrowhead to take on the Chiefs. The Chiefs are only favored by two points here. Um, Peyton and myself are taking the Bills. Jack, I'll let you go first to say why you're taking the Chiefs. Yeah, guys, this feels like a get-right game for the Chiefs. It's in Arrowhead. I think they'll be really fired up for this one. So will the Bills. I know they basically can't lose uh, if they want to make the playoffs. This has been a classic now, brewing in the AFC for a couple years here. Um, But I think the Chiefs lost to the Packers, um, you know, got screwed by the refs. There was P.I. on that that call at the Hail Mary. I'm completely kidding. Um, I know the Chiefs get the ref ball most of the time. But I'm just siding with the Chiefs. I, I, I like the vibes for them coming in as a bounce back game after a, a rough loss that actually, I don't think people found too surprising. Uh, I know at least Packers fans, they felt pretty confident going into that game that they'd win weirdly, but uh, yeah, I got to, I, I like the chiefs here. I got them in a bounce back game again. Wouldn't be shocked. All these games are tough. If like, if my pick didn't happen, I mean, the bills are not this bad. I, they just keep shooting themselves in the foot at the worst time ever. They now have to play desperate every single week because they are really staring down the barrel of missing the playoffs entirely. Um, And this team is too good for that. So I'm going to stick with the Bills. I think they need this one desperately, and I think they're going to get it. Do a quick update on our fantasy football team, uh, the unwritten rule fantasy football team. We're 9-4 and in first place in our league. Um, I just looked at our team because I go on there and I I change it every Thursday um, while we're recording. Um, we saw Daryl Henderson on our bench. Uh, he's not on a team we anymore. We should probably cut him. We and I released him. him, and I picked up Ezekiel Elliott. There we oh, go. Nice. Okay. Who's, who's expected to average or to expected to put up projected to put up thirteen and a half points this week? He's not going to make the team because our we have a pretty stacked team already. Nine and four in first place. We're in the playoffs, boys. I do. I do realize you. You. We let Kenny. We just entrust Kenny. We do not talk about the lineups every week to be like, should we start? Rarely is Kenny like, should we start or sit this guy? He just goes for it. But Nolan I mean, and I hey, drafted you're... Kenny manages. Yeah. Hey, that's good GMing. Good group GMing. Well done, Kenny. Way to guide us to the playoffs. Mm-hmm. And you know, let's keep it going. Bill O'Brien, if you're listening, that's how you should do it. 
Um, <laughs> one more thing. We have two quarterbacks in IR. We don't have enough spots to put them on IR. So Joe Burrow is technically still on the team right now, uh, just not on IR. Uh, that's where we're kind of sitting. Okay, Who is last game one? on the docket. Uh, our other one is Kirk Cousins. And then we have uh, – Why don't you just cut Kirko? We should cut Kirk because we should keep we Joe for, for the, the dynasty. <laughs> CJ Stroud. He's literally the, mo- the third most valuable uh, So we have Stroud, Burrow, and Cousins? Yes. Yeah, Cousins is the odd man out Yeah, there, just I'm cut saying. Cousins. Like, what? I know I you, Kenny, doesn't wanna, Kenny doesn't want right. to cut Kirko, but – Big Kirko. Last game on the docket, the Eagles going into uh, where the Cotton Bowl is going to be played. How about that? They're just like us. They're going to make it down there facing the Cowboys. That's what you didn't think about, Jack, and you can't make your change now. The Cowboys are favored by three and a half points. We have a good friend, RJ Ochoa, who's been on the show before. I'm riding with RJ. He brainwashes me to like the Cowboys and not hate him like I was told to, like I was uh, grown up being told to. Uh, Peyton and I are taking the Cowboys. Hold up. Weed and boys. Yeah. I forgot about how good they've been at home this year. Um, but you know what? Give me the birds. You know, they had a, they have to bounce back from a loss last week, two to the 49ers. Some are saying, you know, not the best team in the NFC anymore. Overrated. You know, how are you going to respond, Jalen? How are you going to respond, Smitty? How are you going to respond, A.J. Brown? I mean, you know, you got to bounce back maybe with a big win in Jerry World. This does make me nervous It was if it was at uh, – if it was at the link, I would be taking the Eagles all the way. But I'm going to ride with them. The Cowboys look vulnerable at times against Seattle's offense. Philadelphia is as good, if not better, than the Seahawks on offense. Um, and I think I think, they, I think they can get it done. I'll believe in, in the birds once again this week. But again, all my picks have the same theme. Will not be shocked if they go the other way. I'm in last place. I got this nothing to lose. So hard, man. Yeah, I might like, as well bet against you boys and just see if I can make up some ground. Yeah. We'll see. We'll see. I, uh, one um, last thing here on this game. Yeah. Uh, don't forget that there could be a QB conversation in Philly right now. David Carr went on the other move day. Move on. No. And no. was calling for Marcus Mariota to start for the Birds. Um, when David Carr was in Houston, you guys might not. You guys might know this. He was called the car wreck. Um, I think <laughs> really? it might have been hit that. maybe too many times that he's starting to think that Marcus Mariota is better than Jalen Hurts. I don't know. Kind of ridiculous. Uh, you could have said that David Carr was your dirty bird of the week just for this. I yeah. didn't. I did forget about this. I just. I know, like people don't genuinely believe this. Like in sports, like these sports talk shows, they just need to get some attention on themselves. But it has gotten to the point where it's just so ridiculous. And I guess David Carr, maybe what he meant was, oh, they need to get Jalen Hurts healthy right now because if they keep playing him while he's kind of banged up. He's less effective than Marcus Mariota. No, he isn't, man. Yeah. Marcus Mariota <laughs> right. sucks. Also, like to do it against the Cowboys of all teams. Like you should do yeah. this against like a bat. Do it against the Seahawks when the Eagles play the Seahawks. Do it That's when you have the playoffs locked yeah. up. Yeah. Um, did Marcus Mariota win a Heisman? He won a Heisman. Actually, right? do not do it when the playoffs are are locked up because I have Jalen Hurts on my fantasy team and I'm eleven and two. <laughs> I'm gonna need him in the championship. There you go. Yes, Marcus Mariota so... won a Heisman. Okay, that's what I thought. Um, um, Sean East, Mr. East, what's the next segment? Oh, wrong one. I like no cap, and he's the main bird. <laughs> Have I wrong? Sean East soundboard clip pulled up. Sean East made bird of the week. Kenny. Yeah, too many uh, Sean East sounds on there. Maybe we can add another someday. But um, my main bird of the week uh, goes to former Missouri quarterback, Connor Bazalak, who uh, announced that he's going to be playing in the quick lane bowl um, had an opportunity maybe just to sit out, get ready for a pro career. Um, I remember a couple years ago, Peyton and I were counting the, the years, like if he could stay long enough that he wouldn't go to the NFL after his second year, because we were so convinced Connor Bazalek was the truth. And we saw him on draft boards for the class of, I think it was for the 2023 draft at the PFF time. Had him, yeah. PFF had him. Um, career didn't end up that way, but he has said that he will play in the quick lane bowl against Minnesota. That's pretty cool to see there. I know Peyton loves the quick lane bowl. Uh, He was kind of thinking that Mizzou would face Toledo in that game uh, this year, but a different former Mizzou guy, Connor Basilak, Bowling Green Falcon gets that opportunity this year. Is he a a two glove guy in this photo? He's got two gloves on. It's cold out. Yeah, that's fair. Um, This is what we need more of all these fancy schmancy, Bowl opt-outs. We need more bowl opt-ins, okay? Connor Bezalek, 
I applaud you. Okay. This means something to the Falcons and Bowling Green. This is <laughs> something to behold. The Bowling Green Falcons are going to take that, that trophy. Last year they were in the quick lane bowl and they fell short against New Mexico state. Now they've got a big 10 team coming to town and they have a chance to do something unprecedented. Take that trophy back to Bowling Green, Kentucky. Go Falcons. Uh, I'm pretty sure they're in Kentucky. Yeah. Uh, never forget. I was looking at this the other day. Your 2020 co-SEC freshman of the year. Auburn running back Tank Bigsby. Missouri quarterback Connor Bazelak. Never forget. Uh, Peyton, main bird of the week. Uh, I'm going with Marquette again. I've, I've, I've used Marquette a bit, but I mean, last night in the Shaka Smart Bowl, they put a pretty good beating down on Texas. I just wanted to mention that because, as always, we have to mention when we bring up Marquette or Shaka Smart. Kenny and I saw Shaka Smart's last game at Texas, a loss to Abilene Christian. We were there in person, um, and he got some revenge last night. He, he beat down the, the Longhorns. Yeah. Uh, also, Peyton, you were wrong. It's in Ohio, dummy. Bowling Green. Don't even know your own Falcons. I thought he was saying that to troll me because we did this one time where he got it wrong, and I thought he was doing the troll me. So that's why I sent it in the chat. There is a Bowling Green, Kentucky. That's just not there where is. the school is. There's Bowling Greens. There's a lot of Bowling Greens. There's a Bowling Green in Missouri. They Bowling have a Green. powerhouse uh, small high school team. Um. My main bird of the week, I'm giving it to the Eagles of NC Central, uh, their men's basketball team specifically, uh, mostly because I, I think this team, so this spawned when I was uh, on a broadcast, on an ESPN broadcast, they were playing Virginia, and NC Central has a player by the name of Po'Boy King, and ESPN decided to air a graphic when NC Central was playing Virginia, uh, and it was a Trilly Donovan tweet originally. So Trilly Donovan going big time making ESPN. He had an all an all first team, a first team all name team and had Po Boy King on there. So originally I was just gonna do that, talk about the all name team, which there is some fun names on there. I'll 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 pull it up and read that last. But then I was looking at Po Boy King and the rest of the NC Central roster. They have maybe the like weirdest just division of names, like combination of either really fun names and really boring names. Uh, which I'm going to read you some. So they have Po'Boy King, uh, Jadaris Harris, or Jadarius Harris, which I think is a fun one. Um, their first guy on their roster is a guy named Fred Cleveland Jr., which that just sounds like, I don't know, maybe just because there's a Cleveland show. Like, it just sounds like a cartoon name. Uh, guy Fauntleroy is also on NC Central. Um, but then they also have players like Terrence Crawford, Devin Gordon, Perry Smith. So I just think they have a very fun combo of names so for them they're my uh they're my main birds of the week well trade out. on brazil trevin brazil no, that's not that's fun a cool last name no. he has fun hair that's not fun enough uh the rest of the all name team uh so there's po boy king from nc central there's rhode island's always right uh utah tech tennessee rainwater uh georgetown supreme cook and the Wagner Seahawks legend Churchill Bounds is his name. Absolutely so close. awesome. Yeah, very close to the horse race. Yeah. The horse was from Go Seahawks. But anyway, shout out NC Central. They have fun names. Peyton, what's the best thing you learned this week? It's really the worst thing I learned this week. Juan Soto is a Yankee. Um, thank goodness this sport is dying. Uh, I'm really over it. I'm so tired of baseball. Um yeah, the greatest hitter in baseball maybe ever is now a New York Yankee. We can't have anything fun. Uh, should have been a Cub, uh, but he isn't. So Juan Soto and Aaron Judge are in one outfield. Uh, luckily, the rest of the lineup isn't all that, but still. I read a uh, a tweet today from a guy who wrote an article about this, just like an Astros fan, and it read to me was, or I guess I'll just say it, what he said. Um, Juan Soto isn't a generational hitter, and he's proven it the last years. And I'm just like, this is ridiculous. I mean, I, I guess it's just like the the bias from the Houston side of it that that guy's given off. But, man, like it's a – he's a very good player. Um, maybe like his defense has gone down, but we know he's clutch. We know he's just a, a swaggy guy that goes up there and hits the ball hard. Uh, big for the Yankees. 
Um, I think the biggest acquisition for the Padres was the Higster. Uh, Higashioka uh, is now a Padre, best backup catcher in the sport. Uh, can you guys explain to me the John Soto appears headed to the Yankees tweet as a baseball casual? It was last making fun year, of that one analyst, right? Yes. Last year he tweeted Aaron Judge is, appears headed to the Giants, but he tweeted Arson Judge. <laughs> so Okay, that's what I thought. Yeah, Juan Soto, who is not a generational hitter, also has a career 421 on base percentage and a career 946 OPS. This may be the greatest hitter of all time. Jeez. Didn't they also get a former Brewers legend, Trent Grisham? Did I see yes, that? but he's not very good. <laughs> but I just, uh, I just recognized his name. Yeah, what's cool about that is that they're still teammates because Juan Soto famously hit a bullet to right field that would have only tied the oh. NL wildcard game in 2019, but Trent Grisham waffled on it and had it go all the way to the wall. The Nationals cleared the bases, wound up winning. They would go on to famously beat the uh, Brewers in that game. Angeles Dodgers in the NLDS. The St. Louis Cardinals swept the Cardinals in the NLCS. Then they took the Houston Astros to seven games, and they were able to win. Howie Kendrick, of course, hit that bullet off. Will Harris uh, hit the foul pole in a right field. Garrett Cole watched on from the bullpen. He then went to the uh, post-game press conference in a Boris cap. Um, that's the story of uh, Trent Gersham and Juan Soto. I forgot. I forgot that was Trent Grisham. That's bad of me. They then rage traded Trent Grisham out after that, so don't worry. <laughs> they did. He won a gold glove the next season, uh, which yep. is the part that makes me really angry. Uh, best thing I learned this weekend, uh, I was listening to a podcast with Cam Newton on it on part of my take from Barstool, and I just wanted to hear what Cam Newton was doing, what he was up to, and Cam Newton talked a little bit about um, his career at Auburn and kind of the expectations that went with that and you know what he accomplished. Uh, he was kind of thanking some of the coaches there as well. One of the guys he thanked is current Mizzou running backs coach, Curtis Looper, who was the running backs coach in 2010 at Auburn, um, gave Cam that opportunity to get back in the SEC and pretty, pretty much put on a show and be one of the best seasons in college football history. Uh, another thing I, t- I said I said earlier in the podcast, um, I love coaching trees. I love to see where coaches came from. Um, him thanking Curtis Looper. I, it was like that meme of Leonardo DiCaprio getting up and pointing at the TV. That's what I was doing. I was pretty excited about it. Uh, I thought that was the best thing I learned. That was pretty did, cool to hear his name. I did not know he was there. So that is actually very cool. Fun fact. Um, best thing I learned this week. Uh, you can block a shot with a shoe. Um, this comes by way of Anthony Christensen, of course. Uh, one of our friends, colleagues at Mizzou, he covers uh, Evansville and Southern Indiana men's basketball now. And it's just this this kind of went viral. So he was covering Southern a Southern Indiana game. Uh, they were playing. Oh, my gosh, this is terrible. I forget who they were playing uh, off the top of my head. But it was a guy against Southern Indiana named Rashid Bello, whose shoe fell off and he kept playing, holding the shoe with his hand. He blocked a Southern Indiana uh, guy shot with his shoe. Uh, the photo kind of went viral. Anthony gave a lot of uh, gave credit. Uh, the photographer was McCabe Brown, who works for the same paper, of course, uh, that Anthony does. Um, the Courier Press down there in Evansville. But yeah, you could block a shot with the shoe. This went like kind of viral. CBS Sports posted it and posted Anthony's tweets with it uh, on their Instagram. So I just thought it was kind of a kind of a cool moment. Um, USI having a having a good year, by the way. Almost beat Duke. Um, oh yeah, it was Purdue Fort Wayne, the Mastodons. One of the better mascots in a in a college basketball, but it was Mastodon's Rashid Bello who blocked the shot with his shoe. Got a great photo of it, and uh, just cool to see our friend his reporting of it go a little bit uh go a little bit viral. Didn't know you could block. I know we've had like Zion blew out a tire with his shoe. Um, what was it like? There was a Skechers ad after that. Yeah, uh, Skechers made a fun promo saying that yeah. our shows our shoes won't blow out. Obama was at that game, and you can see a clip of him going, "Oh, his shoe broke!" Like after Zion's uh, shoe broke. There was so. a, I the most the most uh, memorable I think shoeless moment for me in NBA was the when the Heat back when the Heat were in the finals a while ago. And it was Mike Miller. I think he hit a three without a shoe on. He played for like a minute or two with no shoe because the ball didn't go out of bounds. Um, but yeah, shout out uh, Anthony and shout out that reporter McKay Brown for getting the photo. Pretty cool uh, viral moment.
Um, okay. They'll just about do it. Peyton, want to find a quick joke? I do have a joke already. Oh, And you good. know what, Kenny? I did you a favor. I, of course, picked one from our favorite TV series of the Today Show. <laughs> our favorite TV show. Um, guys, I have a great question for you. Or not even a question. This is just a statement. Mm-hmm. Guys, Humpty Dumpty. This comes from the Today Show, by the way. I wonder if Al Roker himself, the best character on the show. He's got to write these. Um, Humpty Dumpty Nolton had a great fall. Mm-hmm. The summer wasn't too bad either. Golly, oh, banger after banger. Jokester, Al, Al, Al Joker, more like, is what I'll Al say. Jokester. Al Jokester. Uh, God, that's really good. I love the Today Show. Oh, Kenny loves it, too. He'll be on soon. Yeah, Everyone Kenny. Kenny, how much are you getting paid uh, for your guest appearance? Yeah, for you your extra anything? appearance. Can you yeah. can you send them some jokes, maybe, to use yeah. to give Peyton, Peyton yeah. more ideas for when he keeps reading them? Um... No. Can you tell us any I, of your lines? My lines? Mm-hmm. Oh, I could Please say don't. something right Please now. Don't. That you got Please don't. Out, Jack. Please don't. Um, I don't want to edit. <laughs> uh, lost footage. Woo. All right. Good show, everyone. We're ending it there. Everyone have a fun and safe weekend. Enjoy the Kansas game. Kenny, I hope you don't enjoy the Kansas game. I hope you have a really <laughs> bad weekend. That's this fair. is the Unwritten Rule presented by Bet Online. See you guys on Monday. ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile and the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time there's granger offering professional grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need plus you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you call clickgranger.com or just stop by granger for the ones who get it done